here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Gentlemen, hello and welcome to Stipulation, a TNA Impact podcast for the week of Wednesday, August 20th. My name is Dr. Nove and I am joined by Brian this week to break down the Hardcore Justice episode of TNA Impact. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Uh, I guess th- thanks for having me once again. I, I feel... I'm- are you nervous? Well, I, I'm, it's not that I'm nervous. It's just that, like, how many podcasts do I have to do before you will unchain me and let me out of my cage? I, I, Welcome honestly, back to the show. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm it's here. Good, good, good to have you back on again. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So what did you think of SummerSlam? SummerSlam? I mean, it was good. It was actually a really, really great uh, pay-per-view. I would have not. It, it was. I wouldn't have complained if I'd have paid that money. Better than WrestleMania? WrestleMania was good. I, I don't know. It's right there on the same lines as, as WrestleMania, though. It's it's pushing. In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah different different story. SummerSlam is typically when the heel will grab that title, right. and that is yeah, what this happened. this is turn time. Yeah. yeah. I liked the show. I liked the Brock Lesnar match a lot. The it, stomp. That wasn't a match. It was a stomp. It was, yeah, not quite a squash match, a stomp match. I like that, because yeah. Brock Lesnar... Pummeled John Cena for about what was it, fourteen minutes or so? Yeah, about fourteen minutes. Yeah, somewhere in that area. I remember thinking when the the actual main event came on, I was like, "You don't have enough time for this." No, how I is know. this going to work? We just did a thirty minute match right before, or almost we'll thirty minute match right before this. How is it possible that you're going to have time? And then I realized quickly how that was going to how we were going to do that how we were going to get there yeah good story though i mean it was essentially cena got that one aa hope spot that was not enough yeah and he got the stf spot and that was not enough and other than that it was brock lesnar right out the gate one thing that i was kind of surprised never came up from Heyman or lesnar was the fact that uh Basically, Cena stole the AA because it used to be the FU, right? Named right. after basically after Brock Lesnar, F five, right? Yeah, it just that just kind of surprised me. I, that I know it's a weird up. part of. Well, this is part of the PG era where it's now the attitude adjustment instead of the FU, right? I get that, but 
Which was always kind still of cornball. Say, look, but... hey man, you stole the AA from me. You know you stole it from me. That's the same thing I, that I do. Yeah, but then you have to. They can't mention that because then you have to direct the kids who are Cena fans to realize that John Cena's move used to be F U. Yeah. And well, yeah. no parent really wants their kid to learn F U from wrestling from of John all things. Cena and, and John yeah. Cena of all things. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Support the Troops, we Mr. don't. Mr. Fruity Pebbles himself. Mr. Fruity Pebbles, yeah. And his sponsors don't necessarily want that. Yeah. So I think this is just a part of John Cena's history that you can't necessarily go back to. Yeah. What, what else did... Yeah. Well, then we had, uh, if we're working in reverse, we had the very long Orton and Reigns match that was not so much good as it was long. The finishing sequence was cool. Uh, yeah, finishing sequence was decent. It, it, I think, the company's high, obviously high on Reigns. Oh man, gonna if you saw Reigns that Shield documentary limit. that they put out this week, it's very, very clear. Oh, that I got a chance to see, and it's very good. It's yeah. an hour-long special on the Shield, and it sort of toes a line of kayfabe and shooting like, like there's a little bit of real stuff in there like terry taylor really didn't like seth rollins down in developmental and they you know have huh. that they have some of that they actually talk about that but you know they also have dean ambrose training out in the desert for his match against seth rollins and seth rollins is apparently a crossfit man i think that's it, for real yeah it probably he, is he, he is like he He's seen wearing a CrossFit t-shirt at CrossFit some point. CrossFit people are pretty nuts, dude. Yes. And he was talking about the high he gets off of CrossFit. Oh, I bet. But I when bet. we get to Roman Reigns, and this is what made me think of this, when we get to Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman is even talking about Roman Reigns as the next champion, which right. is very important in the context of what we've got going with the Brock Lesnar storyline. Yeah. This is a guy who the company sees a ton in, and as lackluster as his matches have been so far he will be pushed for a while longer at least just because of the heritage and also just where they're at with the guy right you've, but you've, this hour-long special you know the network uh we were complaining that there's just like not a lot of great stuff that's worth watching in the network and yeah. some shit it's hit or miss like the SummerSlam backstage pass which they put out right after monday night raw that was stupid. Like, I don't need to see a recap. And here's the worst part about that SummerSlam backstage pass that they put out. That was just the main event of SummerSlam in its entirety. And Stephanie and Brie, I guess the next match we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. In its entirety with some limited backstage vignettes. Yeah, like two little spots backstage. Rick Flair says something yeah. that's real generic of just like, oh, wow, I was really stunned that... Uh, Brock Lesnar beat up John Cena. Yeah, it was no. Wow. And, and then Hogan's back there. He's like, brother, I need to go talk to John Cena. And that was really the most you got out of that entire thing is that Hogan was going to have a conversation with John Cena. I guess maybe it would start with, hey, what's up, brother, with you taking my colors? All of a sudden, you're wearing <laughs> red and yellow all the time. Right, yeah. Brother. I, I don't know. That... Sick of Cena. I don't care. You know, I I like it. I think that this opens up possibilities for his character if they want to go there. It's but I also felt like that right at the end of, was it Survivor Series, where he was standing with the authority at a fallen Orton, with Orton, like, fallen at John Cena's yeah, feet, yeah. and Stephanie and, and Triple H were behind John Cena. Yeah. That was an intriguing moment that went nowhere. Yeah. 
I mean, it is time. I, like I said last week, man, it's time for a turn. Yeah. In, in his career, I believe it's time for a turn. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's what it I think like. if you are really committed to Roman Reigns and you also have a a bed of other early 30s guys like Cesaro, like Dean Ambrose, like Seth Rollins, like Sami Zayn, Kevin Steen's coming in the wings, you've got right. Devitt coming up. You have this entire new crop of talent that will be able to quickly come in and populate the top of the card. In conjunction with guys like Sheamus, who Sheamus is still pretty young. He's got a lot of experience and some switch-ups in his character. He's a good wrestler. It's just the character's boring. And Kofi, I don't know, can you salvage Kofi? That would be an interesting essay question, right? How would you salvage the Kofi thing? Xavier Woods is actually a good worker. He's just not given a gimmick at with which to shine with at all. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know on Kofi. I mean, there's a lot of other... Uh, the point being, good. yeah, you could fill the top of that card really yeah. quickly, really easily. Um, and then you'd have... I guess, you know, Reigns running through Orton and you because know, you have to give him some of the older people. You you run him through Orton and a rematch because at some point he's gonna want at the some rematch. point. I think you've got to turn Big Show heel and you've got to have maybe, Big Show yeah, and Reigns that. have a match. I don't know, but here's the problem. Know. But Reigns, what does that match even look like? I don't know, man. Because I, I Reigns doesn't have like dynamic striking ability. He has obviously the the generic knock is that he's got about four moves. He's got that you know apron drop kick. He's got the spear. He's got the Superman punch. He's got a Samoan drop. Right. Well, I, am I missing? No, Those, not really. That, that's You're like his, that is, that's his big four. Right? But you know he could do a few other things. I've seen him throw a vertical suplex in here or there. It's just nothing has swagger his vertical suplex is just a vertical suplex it's not roman reigns's vertical suplex like some people have hell ryback ryback's vertical suplex has his stamp his thumbprint on it yeah it's done his way right it's pretty nice yeah it's a nice vertical suplex you know, not to go welcome to vertical suplex podcast but right no you know what i mean uh yeah no he needs some more of just the regular your your regular job moves. You need to be able to just kind of get through the match with his clothesline doesn't have a distinct clothesline, right? Yeah, you, you need to be able to yeah put your stamp on it for one. But you, he doesn't even really even get into doing all of that. He doesn't even get into like doing like a, a hip toss or a, a, a drag. That or, is true. If, or, if know, he just could the do job, big looking, big looking hip tosses and just some basic power moves. The very basic little moves that, that is go interesting. But he does have like the really nice power moves. And what's interesting about Reigns? What I one of the things that I noticed I was telling you about this uh, is the the difference in cell with the spear. Yes, between the, the TNA, TNA spear and the WWE spear. Exactly. Yeah, the uh, uh, the WWE spear, especially with Reigns, the tendency for whoever is selling it, uh, they want to catch it. Like, you yeah, know, that's, kinda, that's that's how Orton. Yeah, catch he the spear, catches the spear, fold in half, really go down, you know, and go down mm-hmm. hard. Um, whereas in TNA, they kind of clip them. Yeah. More than hit them, but they make it look just insane because you're going to do at least a full flip. Those flips are nuts. Right? Yeah, yeah, land on your back. Like it's going to be a dev. It, 
Either way, it looks devastating. I just happen to like TNAs a lot more because it looks like somebody's being thrown out of their shoes. You know, here's a fun here's a fun essay question. Lashley is he a better wrestler than Roman Reigns is at this point? Silence on air. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah dead no, air. I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I, honestly, I don't know because it's not that Lashley's booked well. Okay, I'm not going to sit here... Versus Roman Reigns. Well, so is Roman Reigns. But but I'm not going to sit here and say that Lashley is nearly as talented as half, more than half of the uh, TNA roster. No, it's not about that. I'm just asking in in a vacuum, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, where they're at right now, not their upside or anything like that, just where they're at right now, who is the better wrestler? Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns. I I feel like Bobby Lashley is too. It's not by much, though. Not by a lot. Yeah. And the other thing in that documentary with The Shield is they kept saying, he's a really quick learner. He's a really quick learner. Well, we will see. Because Roman, with the trajectory he's on right now, needs to be learning a lot by Survivor Series. Well, like I've because he's got to win the Royal Rumble this year. Like I've I've specifically told you that I've seen a lot of leaps and bounds out of him just over the last month or two where he's learned to sell a lot better. So um, then where was that on Sunday? Yeah, I don't it, know. You know, okay. I, don't I, know. I got a chance to see him at the live show here. I got to see them live and in person working on their match for SummerSlam. And I did not, I didn't see anything compelling. The guy, the guy is, he is perfectly average. He is, he is fine. That's why I bring up Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Because I think whatever you think about Bobby Lashley, there's a plus or minus three, you know, let's say, on where you would put the other guy. Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, within three. Yeah. Yeah. Roman yeah. Reigns' skill level, if you're out of 100, if you think Bobby Lashley is an 80, Roman Reigns is no greater than an 83. Right. Or no less than 77. 77. Yeah, right. I get you. So, I get you. Yeah, somewhere right there. It, uh. I just. Math. Math. Yeah. yeah. Sports games. Yeah. Sports math, ball. math and wrestling. That goes, yeah. It always goes together well. Well, you know, people like math and it's wrestling. Like marshmallows and That's, peas. Marshmallows and peas. People like marshmallows and peas. I'd love it. You just heat up the marshmallows and then the peas melt right into them. Right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy. All right. So we had Stephanie versus Brie Bella. This match happened and Stephanie completely outshined Brie Bella. And uh, Brie Bella looked like she was there... I mean, she did, you know, she lost the match, but she looked like she was there to put Stephanie over as the heel. Yeah, no shit. That, that's really the problem with that match. Uh, well, that and Breeze looked like an idiot on the microphone the entire time. I hate to say that. I actually like the Bellas a little bit. Um, but Stephanie's she's looked, had moments where she shined, and you can't say that about Bree at any point. Yeah, and... She got the you still got it chance. Yep. She got the she, I mean she got she over let, she, she had the new outfit. Yeah. She had the new outfit one which uh, she didn't help Brie. Was going she didn't crazy. help Brie at all. No. With in terms of no. not or calming the the crowd down from getting into her. She just sort of let that happen and reveled in it. Well, it seems like this was one of those like this is how it's scripted and we're not going to change it no matter what the I mean, match and all. It's scripted to the T. This is exactly how we're going to do it. 
you can still make the on-the-fly decision. See, to, I, I don't think Stephanie you, wanted to do that. You can I make would... the on-the-fly decision to not do the yes chance. Yeah. And not, and not do some of that crowd stuff. The Steph chance? That was mo- more on Monday, right? Yeah, but there's Steph chance now. Sure, sure. She's, tur- she's turned the chant. It's... It's bad. Yeah, yeah Brie Bella actually may have hurt, to that point, Brie Bella may have hurt Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it, by looking like an idiot doing... And then getting... Wow, residual suck is rubbing off on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Jeez. And then getting smacked... By Nikki. By her sister. On, like, I don't have a problem with the turn, but like you were saying before, man, uh, you if you're going to do it, then dedicate yourself into it. And just go ahead and, and smack her and be pissed or be upset that you have to do it because you're getting paid or something like right. that and and be really upset and, and worried that you're going to get in trouble for it or, or you're doing something wrong and then slap her because you have to. And you like, don't get upset about it her, after. Right. It was just it was so weird because Nikki hits Bree, looks angry, walks up, looks pensive. Next night on Raw, completely decides that this was a really cool thing that she did. Yeah. And if you were, with the story that she told, which was generic and boring, but is a story that is contingent on you building up hate over a long period of time, there would be no like, oh, I don't know, I feel sort of emotional about this thing that I did. Like, no, you would have done it and it would have, you know, felt like a very cathartic moment. Yeah. Yeah, and you would have seen that in that the initial mo- yeah the initial moment on SummerSlam. The problem being, like, she sat there after she smacked her on the side of the ring, staring at her, looking like she's going to go into tears or looking like something's going to happen. Commentary suggesting that she got paid, she sold out, yada yada yada. I I don't know, but if you're gonna. If you're going to do it that way, if you're going to storyline it that way, you should be upset before you do it, before you actually hit the person. I think she should have done like Seth Rollins did and just keep hitting him with a chair until the chair bends. Yeah. 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 Really make Brie Bella pay. (laughs) (laughs) Beat your sister's brain in (laughs) with this steel chair. Just stomp a mud hole right in the middle of the ring. You don't want any ambiguity. No. You don't want any ambiguity. This is how I really feel. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, if you're going to bury Brie Bella, why not just bury her completely? Because uh, I don't know. I felt like this match did not do Brie Bella any favors. It didn't. It was kind of neat to watch uh, Steph, though. No, Steph was I- I'm good. not going to lie. It was neat to kind of watch her. I- it was not in the context of the storyline. Do Are we going to have whatever. a rematch? I feel like the way they've written it so far, we're supposed to have a rematch. Or this match was written like if it went well. Well, I feel we like would at have some a WrestleMania point, rematch. I feel like at some point, um, Steph might have to get a tag team, a tag partner. Well, she'll have Nikki. Well, I'm talking about after Nikki turns back, because there's going to be that turn at some point as well. Because yeah. she has to go back to her sister. She, yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does at some uh, point. Well, I mean, I guess... Within the story, well, at some what, point, what, she has what, to go back to her sister. What could happen is that Brie joins tomorrow. her sister. Brie goes heel. That's the more interesting next turn. I, I've never actually bought the Bellas as a babyface team. Yeah, they are. It was done arbitrarily last year, and it's never really worked. And when they were doing the Slammies earlier this year, the Bellas were getting the shit boot out of them. Yeah. 
And well, I mean, we'll see. I guess they're heels. They're natural heels. They have. Well, this that is a face. fun way for them to figure out who's going to get the more heat, and whoever gets the more heat, basically, you go that direction. I guess that's how. I don't know. I feel it. like that, that experiment would work if they were good. <laughs> <laughs> the experiment would be a good experiment if they were good. There's yeah. There's a lot of ifs and goods. A lot of ifs. If good was happening. If good was happening, then good could come out be, of it. Yeah, good could be done well. Nailing it. So. Are you ready to talk about the stairway to Janice, baby? Um. No. Yes. Oh man, there's a monster I know. There's and a he wants monster the nails on a pole. <laughs> so he's climbing the stairs on a pole. <laughs> so he's climbing the stairway. <laughs> All right. So the stairway to Janice match. This is a ladder match wherein a wooden pole with the nails through it is suspended, and you have to climb a ladder to get Janice. But it's not entirely clear that you need to get Janice, but even once you get Janice, you then can use Janice to score a pinfall or submission. Right. So how do you win? You win by pinfall or submission. Pinfall or submission. It's not clear if Janice is like a checkpoint in the middle of the race that you have to get to. But I don't think it matters because Abyss is still eligible to win the match once Bram has Janice. Right. So it doesn't really matter who gets Janice, but if you climb the ladder, you get it. So here's my thing. If, I mean, this is just what I would do. Sure. If I were in the match, you know, just the psychology of the match in general, I would kind of let you climb. Oh. Let let you climb up and go get Janice. And then shoot him. And then then shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) And then knock uh, knock the ladder over as soon as you get Janice off. Take Janice from you, hit you, pin you. Done with the match. You and could do what that crowd wanted and set them on fire. You could set them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what a was cool it? Idea. We want fire, and then they gave a TNA chant, too. Uh-huh. Uh, when I think TNA, I think people being lit on fire. That's what I like about wrestling. <laughs> the part where they're lit on fire. I mean, we've gone back and forth on this, on this type of match. It's... This is a match. No, we haven't because there's never been a stairway to Janice match, at least no, as long as we've like, been doing this show. The the stipulations are whatever. Yes. It's a hardcore freaking match. So they, this is, they throw this in. It's going to be the third time that Bram beats Abyss in a very, very, very similar match to last week. Yeah. It's almost. Uh, a match with an obstacle course. Yeah. They're almost exactly the same. There, There's. The tax, there's the ladder, there's um, the razor wire boards that they both go through. It seemed like Magnus bladed himself. Or Ma- Bram. Bram. Yeah, Bram. My yeah, bad. Bram, Bram ma- bladed himself hitting the stairs or whatever. Yeah, he's over there for a second while uh, while Abyss is getting his table, or no, getting the razor wire boards out. And then you go back, pan over to Bram, and he's got blood. I mean, I'll give it to Bram. He's committed to doing this, you know, Bram Ambrose character that he's doing. Bram Rose. Bram Rose, yeah. (laughs) That just rolls off the tongue, really. I don't know, man. 
this this fills that void for the people that like the, the sadistic, I guess, fans. Sure, the ones that sure. are like, we want blood and we oh, want it's fire. Just and the, we want yeah, the New York crowd, and it is an opener match. Yeah, and you gotta love Abyss being willing to go out there and just do these type of matches. Yeah, I mean that's what he's here for. It's what yeah. he does. It's really weird. I was watching some and uh, Bram for that matter. Well, Bram actually takes way more of a beating than Abyss does. It, it's really weird because I was watching. Um, some impact from about a year, almost a little over a year ago, and it had uh, Joseph Park. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, missed that little curveball that uh, they had for a little while there. Some people would say you didn't miss it. I didn't pay attention to it, but I didn't yes, know that you, was a you, you didn't live it. Yeah. You definitely didn't live it. I didn't know that was a miss. That's I. I would almost rather see this jumpsuit guy in this hardcore match actually being hardcore it would i, I would know. rather see It'd be funny jumpsuit joseph parks in the x division i think that that's a much more interesting story but he's he's he, he can't small joseph's fucking weight limits no weight limits the, there's no limits it's not weight limits, weight limits. It's, it's not weight limits no, it's limits. no limits weight limits no limits kurt angle said commissioner angle said it is no limits in the Whatever. X division, my friend. Whatever. The X stands for no limits. Principal said. Yes. Mom said. Whatever. Don't don't. There's rules. Me. Yeah, there are. Uh, <laughs> I it, anyway. Tax. I, I mean, this is the same match that we saw the last two. Weeks. Yeah, right. He it, takes it in the belly. This is the third time that Abyss has been beaten by Bram. And takes it in the belly again. And, and what would be really fun is if Magnus came out next week, and had like 30 two by fours painted black with a bunch of nails in them. It was like, here guys, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> there, we have a ton of them. Y'all enjoy. I, I don't know. I, I, you're fighting over a stupid, it, it's a named. Bram doesn't actually say I'm doing this to hurt him. You know, there's never any, he motivation feels good about for Janice. Bram. Feel, yeah. It's just he. I mean, I guess you could say that's what makes him patently evil. He just wants to hurt somebody. Yeah. But I don't know. Am I supposed to feel sympathy for a bit? There's no story here. No. It's just these are just guys having these knockdown, dragout matches with no stakes. Yeah. The stakes is it's a wooden pole with nails driven through it. Yeah. And you get to hit the other guy with it. And even then, that's not like the winning. It, I mean, this is just one of those matches where if you let your mind go and don't pay attention, you might enjoy it. I guess if you didn't you know, see last week. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't at the previous show. If you don't pay attention to storyline and you don't really care and whatever, then you might enjoy it. I could see somebody being like, you know, oh my God, this is so great. This is awesome. This is awesome. But if you're watching oh, Week, you week hit, Out. You hit Abyss. You, you just hit the wrong person. But if you're watching, know. beating a guy three times is there's. It doesn't mean anything to beat someone three times, especially not clean. Yeah, it's not a turkey. It, it's you know, next month. John Cena has invoked his rematch clause against Brock Lesnar, but obviously, I, I say it, it feels pretty obvious that Brock Lesnar is going to beat John Cena again next month at right. Night of Champions. Right. I think it's that's going to be a slightly longer match than this one. Right. But I think that Brock Lesnar will beat John Cena, and maybe this time we get the tap-out scenario where John Cena gets completely broken. 
But yeah, it seems to me that that's where we're going for WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar as the ultimate champion. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're not going to strap him three times. You're not going to. No, they're not going to trade belts or anything. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying and, and you're, you're certainly not going to have John Cena, John Cena three times. You're not going to send John Cena. And, and if Brock Lesnar beat John Cena a third time, it wouldn't mean shit. Yeah. Uh, like, it would be sort of anticlimactic because yeah. the. It wouldn't of, mean anything unless it, it means was a split something. in the first two. Right. It, 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 exactly. And it means something in the context of if Brock Lesnar beats John Cena twice and they're both pretty decisive, that means something. And yeah. in this case, Bram has beaten abyss twice and while you wouldn't say they were like decisive not like this they were his matches they were matches that 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 were on abyss's home territory Uh, abyss's specialties exactly so you know magnus is going into his house and winning and you know has his number and that is the story they're trying to tell and blah blah blah. i I get it that's Uh, the story they're trying to tell and i will give them that commentary does put that over it's just um it's a juvenile storyline it's a weird storyline you know where you kind of take your thinking cap off and and just you know well yeah you have to be next we get simmer in ignorance next we get ec3 backstage ec3 says he knows the real bad guy then we i'm just gonna power through these backstage segments tonight because they're almost all one sentencers next we get magnus and bram backstage teasing tension because them getting wins in singles competition makes them you know think that one is the better wrestler than the other and I don't know. Just weird. Magnus suddenly cares about the belt again. He's going to get it back. Uh, his blood and Bram's blood is gone. But already. yeah, Bram. Yeah, that was mistake. fun. He, he's healed. Yeah, he, he's, he's healed. He's in better shape he's after his match. Sweaty, yeah. wet, or you know, bare minimum wet. Yeah. But yeah, he is in you know fine shape following the match. EC3 comes out to the the ring. There's a weird cut. He's angry. There's lots of edits. The crowd chants yes. Ethan Carter says very quickly, no. No. All matter of fact. EC3 says that it is all Rhino's fault. He had time to think about it in jail last week. Rhino grabs the microphone and gives his best promo to date. I I don't even know that I can approximate the... I can get the, right now! But I can't get how like his voice kind of warbles in and out between crack mode. Yeah, I don't... I might be looking at a dead man. I, I don't know. I, it's, I, I can't it, do it. It's, it's quite the it's quite the thing. That he nails he a thing. Whatever, yeah, whatever he's doing, he nailing it's definitely the way I would describe that. Uh, yeah, and he also says that he's going to be a bitch. And EC3 says, "Would a bitch do this?" And then slaps Rhino with a bitch slap. With a bitch slap, because that's what a bitch would do. And then kind of hits him with some T-Rex punches because he doesn't want to tear his jacket. And then takes off his jacket and proceeds to beat the shit out of Rhino. And Rhino gets no offense in during any of this. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. It was really pathetic. Nothing at all. Considering the fact that especially EC3 hits him or slaps him right off the bat with his little bitch slap. And looks at him like he just, you know, broke mom's best china and is just scared to death. And then he's just like, well, okay, I, I guess he gets if, over it real quick. And then I guess the if I upset Rhino. Rhino, I just need to beat the shit out of him now, which is, I mean, really probably the right answer psychologically, but why this, this match now, whatever this Rhino and EC3 feud ends up being where I'm assuming that Rhino will lose to EC3. I don't know. It, it's TNA and I haven't read the spoilers that far ahead. 
But I can only assume that Rhino loses to EC3 here. Yeah. This makes him look incredibly weak going into that. It would be one thing if, you know, EC3 slapped him, Rhino pushes him off the ropes, EC3 kind of, you know, ricochets off the ropes, and Rhino spears the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a, an EC3 gore probably next week or the week after. Or something yeah, like that. I mean, he has to, but the thing is, it has to look like Rhino is going to beat EC3 going into the match, and right now it looks like EC3 is going to beat Rhino going into the match. Yeah, the way the booking's going. EC3 so just beat the shit out of him. But he had to take off his jacket. The, the, the beating was going so well, he had time to take off his jacket. I think you'll be okay, though. Because I feel like EC3 is the type of guy that you can throw the script at him and be like, hey, man, this w- wasn't working right this way, so you're going to need to do this a little bit differently so that we can sell Rhino better. Gotcha. And I think he can nail it. He's a promo guy. He's a talker. He's 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 a good wrestler, too. But, I mean, he's I think he can nail that for you, and, and it won't be that big a deal. Well, we will see in weeks to come here. Let's move on. Ken Anderson has a Don't Smoke video package on TNA, and normally I kind of find these annoying, but Ken Anderson's at least coming from the perspective of a guy who used to smoke and then quit. Who's the, Those are the only people who have any context of how hard it is to smoke or quit. Right. It's always just annoying when you have anti-smokers who are like, I never smoke cigarettes because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like... Kenny Anderson has a much more realistic story because if you're trying to get people who smoke cigarettes to not smoke cigarettes, sneering down your nose at them when you, you might be a square, that's probably not helping your argument. Yeah, it yeah, it's not gonna work. It's not no, nah, it's not how you do it. But I, I thought that this was pretty effective. I, I enjoyed this. Next, we got the Hardys backstage. Jeff tells us that the Enigmatic journey that he is on is on fire. The man. journey is on fire. The journey is on fire, man. And he is so entertaining. Jeff Hardy? Yeah. I want to see like a backstage vignette where he's putting like face paint on his face and Matt just kind of like looks at him he's like what's the deal with it tonight? And Jeff Hardy's like has some crazy weird, you know, circular explanation about journeys and mysteries and agnomatic charisma. Uh, yeah, I don't it's a know. charismatic mystery that is on fire during the Enigma. Yeah, I want to see him have a conversation with Willow. Have Matt dress up as Willow. Yeah, you could. He, he behind, tells he gives Matt per, he gives Matt permission to be Willow, <laughs> and Matt's just like, no, no, I, I'll pass. I think I think I'll. You can you can keep that. That's I'm, cool. I'm done with it. Uh, you, no, that's cool. That's cool. It's all you. <laughs> it's your thing. Next, we get a low-key and Joe package for their singles match for the X-Division title that comes up. This match is pretty good. I like. I really enjoyed this match. There's a good opening section where Loki and Joe are feeling each other out that finally we move into the next section with Loki slapping a cross-arm breaker over the ropes so that Loki is hanging outside. The match kind of continues along with them trading offense back and forth until eventually Loki tries to go for the key crusher. He is not able to get the key crusher. Joe reverses into a powerbomb for a two count, then into a modified Boston Crab, which he transitions into an STF. This is a really nice looking spot. You get the crowd going. The crowd's really hot for this. This is a good match. It really is. Then eventually Joe gets the muscle buster for the W. And that is the end of your match. I don't know. How long is this match? About 10 minutes? 
I never. Run, we should run the stopwatch one of these times. We don't. I, we don't. I, I don't normally pay attention. To yeah, that I know. It, it was like a ten or twelve minute one. Yeah, but it had um, it had some time to breathe. There was there was enough phases in went, this match, and it had kind of a it was a real easy like big flow show feel. pin flow pin turn flow pin flow pin, you know to where each person got to showcase for a minute showcase for a minute. Samoa Joe, I've been ragging on him for weeks. This was a good match. No, he for got him. up for this match. He got up because it's one he of his buddies. He did really good. It was really funny that at the beginning of the match, the commentators even say, um, basically. Oh yeah, what's that he back? Can really, at, he can really yeah. turn it up. No one can turn it up like Joe. Or I thought it was something like when he sets his mind to it. Yeah. That was another. There was a couple yeah. of backhanded compliments yeah. towards Joe. Hey, you know, and it's true. It's true. Um, I have a note that says Slokey kicks because his kicks were like done. If you watch it back, it his kicks are. Normally, they're the best thing that he does, but there's a couple of times where he has to like take his time mm. with his kicks so that Joe can get into place or whatever. And he, he didn't it's even a real go, slow, like he didn't he does, go deep into the arsenal, like he didn't do any of those kind of cool hook kicks and stuff that he does. Yeah, like he tried to do that one where he's he's on the ground and he he kind of goes up on his elbows and throws his feet straight up in the air. Yes, yeah, and, and Joe wasn't. And he wasn't really in position, no. and he had to do it kind of slow and clunky. It didn't look good. The yeah. match still ended up being good, but you could tell where it was like Loki. I mean, Loki is just kind of. Uh, I thought he should be Joe's, the champion, really. Loki, well, yeah, Joe. If if you are going to actually have a thing called the X Division, wherein you are allowing your juniors and your smaller guys to have space to wrestle, where you're not thinking about size with those guys. Because yeah. that's the whole point of having a yeah. cruiserweight division is that size does not become the operant part of the story. Right. It, you saw it with Loki and Joe. Joe is substantially bigger than Loki. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of it's one of those. Which things. is why it's ridiculous that Samoa Joe is the X division champion if the X division is supposed to be about cruiserweights. Whenever I'm being entertained by sports entertainment, yes, pro wrestling mm-hmm. basically, I'm watching it as a fantasy. Right. A fantasy to say, like, I okay, I'm not a big guy. I'm, you know, tall, skinny, white guy. I don't, uh, whenever I'm watching these wrestlers, I want to look at this wrestler and kind of live vicariously through one of them. And normally it's going to be the underdog considering my build and who I, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't want to sit and watch the big guy beat up a bunch of littler guys. I don't want to watch that. It doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't make... It's as true. much as this was Samoa a good Joe match, as a baby face is fighting these challengers who are the natural underdogs yeah. to Joe, and he has a natural advantage. And you know, it's not that Loki's not a credible wrestler. It's just that you put him in a ring next to Joe. How impressive is it that this much larger man beat a much smaller man? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... You know, especially a much larger man with martial arts training versus a much smaller man with martial arts training. Yeah. like You know, it's that's certainly cool. no shame to Loki. You could say that he's equally good at his skills yeah. and just not... It was to... a great match. No, it was, it was. a it's great just... match. Arguably the best, night of the, uh, the best uh, match of the night. I don't, you know... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say the Gil Kim and yeah, yeah, match, the that, that perform like the angle is stale, but that match in a vacuum was actually a pretty yeah, strong it, match. It's between the two of those matches, but this, it's arguably the best match of the night, and I still have a problem with it because of the fact that 
Samojo to me just doesn't belong. It, it, you're the biggest guy in the division. There are no limits in this division. There are weight there limits. There are no limits in this division. There's one. There's at least one that I can think of. No. And it's called a weight limit. It's not. That, that doesn't exist. It. The. I mean, he Joe was put in there to reinvigorate the X division. I don't want I to. wonder if maybe he has a special exemption that allows him in him alone in. So he's the only heavyweight in an entire division of I, I wonder if he has like this weigh-in clause where he weighs in and they're like <laughs> I get to calibrate the scale. Oh look, <laughs> 200 pounds. Yeah. Made it. <laughs> what was the it's 230. 30? Yeah, it's yeah, 230. 230 is yeah. the weight limit. Oh look, supposedly. I get limit. right in 225. Yeah. Just like it. last month. I'm really good at <laughs> 228, man. I was pushing it. Oof. Oof. <laughs> but yes, this was a good match. Um, afterwards, the Hardys have a special backstage meeting with the Dudleys. That's really all you need to know about that. We get an odd Anderson promo where he thinks Gunner's a freaking idiot and thinks that he's crazy. Sam Shaw does his best Jumpin' Jack Farmer impression and tells Motley Cruz Ken Anderson that he treat-cheated him and that he will apologize to Gunner now. His buddy. His buddy. Your friend, Gunner. Your friend, Gunner. You will apologize to him now. For that. For that. And Sam Shaw and Anderson start fighting backstage, which leads us in to our I Quit match. Somehow, the tech guy just makes the executive decision that these two guys fighting means we should play Ken Anderson's music. And Sam Shaw and Ken Anderson are fighting on the ramp to Ken Anderson's music, which cuts out. Gunner eventually comes out, and this is an I Quit match, and we've already seen Ken Anderson strangle Sam Shaw with an extension cord, begging the question, why wouldn't you just keep strangling with an extension cord until he passes out? Or would that not qualify as quitting? Anyways, Gunner comes out, and as just the greatest friend to absolutely nobody, apparently learning from the Roman Reigns school of friendship, Gunner stands by and watches Ken Anderson beat the shit out of his other friend, Sam Shaw, who he's supposed to be protecting, who he's actually legally required to be protecting. And one, you know, might think that an episode wherein Ken Anderson, his former persecutor, albeit for obvious reasons, this is a guy who was persecuting Sam Shaw. This is a situation that a mentally fragile man probably shouldn't be in. The Bo Bergdahl of wrestling doesn't need to be in this situation with Ken Anderson right now. He really shouldn't. Uh, it's not fair to him or anybody else. Uh, here's my problem. Uh, who's Who am I rooting for? I don't know because Sam Shaw keeps asking or asks Ken Anderson to say he's sorry to Gunner. Not once but twice. Once backstage and then again out in the ringside area. And Gunner's out there, and Ken Anderson says no. He's not sorry about hitting Gunner or, you know, pushing Gunner and being a jerk last week. And, you know, he's not going to quit. And this gets a crowd, you know, response, especially because Ken Anderson keeps calling him a creepy bastard, which if Ken Anderson's supposed to be the heel, then why is he using the chant that he used when Sam when Shaw he was, was the a face. heel? Because Sam Shaw has been doing babyface things recently. Yeah, he's trying to be the good guy, whatever. Yeah, not not the least of which was standing in line to get hit in the face by Bram when Bram was you know hitting everyone with the turnbuckle thing. That was cool. Yeah, I, Sam Shaw has been working as a babyface, and it seems like his intentions are true. If you, if you want to go with that wording, 
I don't understand how I'm supposed to feel. It's actually like one of my notes. I just don't like I was watching this match and I had no clue who I'm supposed to, you know, feel or what I'm supposed to feel or who I'm supposed to be sympathetic towards. I do know that this match sucked. I didn't like this match. Eventually Sam Shaw gets a Steiner recliner on Anderson. Anderson uses his body to rev up the crowd, so I guess that makes Anderson the face, and then Anderson goes into his hope spot comeback. He gets you know, a series of elbows and then a kind of sloppy and slow-developing swinging netbreaker, and then some quick arm work by Anderson, and the match is over. Yeah, he gets him in the... Which uh, is an arm bar. Uh, arm bar? Is it an arm bar that he finishes with? I think it's an arm bar. I didn't actually write down what you just tapped Shaw. Yeah, yeah, I got he did uh, arm work. It's and, quick. It's quick. It's sudden. Sam Shaw was the submission specialist too. Right. That, that that's I mean that's the thing is that Sam and Shaw and he does a horrible horrible uh what the recliner he it just didn't look that was weird. I'm I, it's just I don't know the whole thing was weird but none of it really made sense. They're both kind of bad guys. I think I think Gunner's the worst out of all of them. Gunner, Gunner's I, the non-committal friend. <laughs> Fuck that, I, I, man. Yeah, if I'm, I guess, if, if, but, I'm, if I'm Sam Shaw, I'm leaving the ring. Well, Gunner's got a match later. So, I mean, whatever. he's got to save. Whatever, he's got a friend now. Or he did <laughs> until he stabbed him in the damn heart. <laughs> I don't know that... Uh, I, I don't know... That stabbing him in the heart would be exactly what happened. Um, Gunner broke. Maybe, maybe his not heart. being the best of buddies. Roman Reigns school of friendship. Roman Reigns school of friend. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. The Roman Reigns school of friendship. I love that it ends up Sam Shaw on the ground for absolutely no reason. Gunner comes in and they just stand face to face. Stun. Yeah. Just and and say, he doesn't go in and protect his buddy sam shaw and he doesn't go in and do anything after the match is over with sam shaw he's not like hey buddy come on man let's get out of here he goes in and stands face to face with anderson and he's like oh anderson man you why didn't you trust me in the first place what's wrong with you oh you're an idiot well why didn't you just trust me you're an idiot yeah you should have done that I wish you wouldn't hurt sam shaw yeah i don't understand why you regret doing that i wish you hadn't what do we have after this? We uh, have the after, Hardys have the idea of how to take tag team wrestling to another level. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The 3D does that weird little promo, I guess, backstage. Where they talk to like, the Hardys and they have an they idea. They had just talked to him and they're like, yes. oh, this is a great idea. And then they show that old footage of Gail Kim getting beat down by Angelina Love oh, after last it, week's it, it, Do we have show? Commissioner Angle? And I didn't write down the commission. Angle, yeah. Angle uh, explains that Angelina has not been right. a very good... She's been disgusting. She's been disgusting and not he becoming of... Yeah, not, not becoming of a champion. She does not deserve this title match. So she's going to get it. But she's going to get it. Gail Kim came in and asked for it. But she, because of her behavior, she does not deserve it. Right. Because this is behavior-driven. This is a behavior-driven company. Yeah. So, in, in, in an effort to really put his foot down, then, Commissioner Angle does not allow Velvet Sky at ringside, right? Of course not. Okay. Because, um, I, like, I mean, she has... Angelina cheats up and down the yeah, place. Yeah, no, he wouldn't let and, her there. And he so, Angle, let... Angle 
I, I like this about him. Oh. He's his yeah, decision making he, he puts his foot proce- down. Yeah, his he puts decision making process just kind of front to back. And here's the twist though. Consistent. Here's the twist though. He actually didn't say anything about that. Oh. Yeah, she gets to hang out. Oh, so she's going to be ringside. Ah, uh, yeah. But she's not going to do it. Well, okay, if she does anything, if she did something, especially if it's conspicuous, I'm sure Angle will march right out there to that show and he will remove her, right? Well, I mean, that's She'll the way. She'll have to go. Ang- no, I mean, Angle is a firm hand. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe even an iron fist at times. Well, he's got iron plates and stuff in different places. Right. Yeah. Uh, no is the answer, though. Okay. Uh, he will okay. not be okay. coming out or anything like that. Uh, all right. Well, it's... I uh, got issues with the commish. Yeah, issues with the commish. I got commish issues. And then they have the weird... And I think I had a bigger problem with this than you did. Uh, the rude promo. The Bobby Rude in the middle of the show. In the day. It's just that these promos are set all over the place. And this promo in particular would have been fine if there were five others. Like or at least or a preface. Four others or, or some if it sort was of at preface the beginning. that said that like this is Bobby Rude from earlier today. Um, or like earlier this week when we were setting up in the arena. But the only two people who talked about this match at all tonight were Magnus and Bobby Roode. And Magnus was a complete non-factor in this match. And Bobby Roode is, well, we'll get into Bobby Roode and Eric Young. And just really a classic, classic finish from was it Royal Rumble 1992 or 1993. It's the, well, well, we'll get into it. You know it. It's not not a good. It's not so much a good finish as it is one that people remember. It's not so much a finish. Well, it is. Say. It's a it's a way of finishing. Okay. It's a way of finishing. All right. It's not a good way. I, I mean, no, it's like shooting for, someone in a match. Okay. You shouldn't do that. That's not the loser gets shot match. Is sort of anticlimactic. There's no. I like that match. There's that's nowhere a, to go after that. That's actually a really good match, that's, depending on the gun. Well, okay. If you give him a twenty-two, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, so. Do we get now? Oh, yeah. Bobby Roode's a man singularly motivated by his suspension. He got suspended for seven weeks earlier in this year. I don't know if you heard, but Bobby Roode's really, 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 really upset about that. Yeah, didn't like that. Did not like that. Yeah. Hardys were in the ring. Yeah. They they come to the ring. They chant their own names, getting the crowd to chant them. It makes <laughs> Jeff feel electric about himself. Yeah. Dude, this enigmatic journey that he's on right now is on fire. It's Do, on I don't fire. have time for you to poke holes in self-indulgence. Then the Dudleys come down. Wait, 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 wait. What? My favorite part of their entire promo. The Hardy chant. And then he, uh, Jeff Hardy tells, the uh, whenever he's asking 3D to come out, he's like, uh, come on down. And let's break this vision down. Yeah. And it's just, I don't, you know. They, well, this is about, this is not even about being champions. or it, It's a vision. At least, at least Bully Ray will come down and redirect us and make this once again about being champions. Yeah. Bu- yeah. Bully Ray really pulling this thing together for this entire angle, having to do most of the talking. For Jeff, just like his face paint, it's not about whether or not it's going to help him win anything at all. It's about this thing that he's doing being cool. And he is doing it. So Bubba or uh, Bully and Devon come to the ring and they, you know, art- articulate their part of the vision. They think it's pretty cool and they need to get 
They both want to be champions. The the Dudleys say we're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and you know the Hardys think it would be pretty cool for them to be champions again. Yeah, the, the Hardys want to go ahead and be in champions. The Team 3D would like to be champions, and they they kind of throw out the. Uh, I mean, you know, it'd be cool. We're we're going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'd like to be champions at the same time. Uh, this whole thing would be neat. We put Dixie through a table. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bully, bully's still very high on the fact that he put Dixie through the table. Yeah, and he's high on sharing the blame. Uh, we did it. We did all collectively. Well, this week it was just him and Devon. Yeah, but I think but he, he would have shared that further. Yeah, given yeah, an yeah, yeah. If he could have, if he could have. Yeah, that just happened to be the person that was next to him. Uh, I do like the idea of talent making matches with each other, and you don't need. A authority <laughs> figure of it. No, no, I like this. This Bully is how he's been doing that for like two is, years. This now, is though. how wrestling used to be, though. It would be talent wants to have matches with each other, and like the announcer would be like, "Oh wow, it looks like we're gonna have the announce, or we're gonna have this match right now." Like we were watching uh, Memphis wrestling the other day, and like that's that's how Memphis wrestling. Yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It makes it spontaneous. It makes it feel like anything can happen. It's just, it was nice. These guys want to compete against each other, and it doesn't matter that the Wolves can't speak because they come out, and in under a minute, they still manage to deliver just something deeply south of compelling on the microphone. Yeah, 52 seconds, I believe. Well, we got to somewhere yeah, around I there. mean, it just depends on where you start. That's why I said under a minute. Yeah. It was under one minute, but boy, it felt like three. It felt like a while. It felt like a long, bad Man, I love watching the Wolves in the in the ring. Gosh, I love watching the Wolves in the ring. And you know what makes me really realize how much I love watching the Wolves in the ring? Listening to the Hardys talk circles around them on the microphone? Yeah. Or just seeing them out of the ring at any time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anytime I see them out of the ring, I'm like, oh, that's... Yeah, please get back in the ring. Here's and- the deal. If Jeff Hardy's... Crazy psycho will, willow babble sounds better than your ability to deliver a promo. You need to probably never talk ever. Yeah. Like, if I'd rather listen to Jeff Hardy or even just Rhino. Well, I mean, the thing with Rhino is it's only in doses. I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't maybe, know if I'll be able to. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can actually sign on that statement. I, I'm just throwing it out there at this point. All right. Mike Tanay meets with Dixie, who's in bed, and we get a montage of Dixie's extreme trauma with sad music. Like, we're supposed to feel sad for this woman. This woman who we're supposed to hate. We hate her so much. You know how much we hate her? We hate her so much that we wanted her through a table. We wanted her. You and me. You and me. All of us. We all hated her so much that that gave a man, a grown man, a professional wrestler, carte blanche to take a woman into a wrestling ring and drive her through a table. And we've got sad music. We have montage music for Dixie Carter. And Dixie Carter, in the middle of this montage, where we're supposed to feel bad for her, where we're supposed to feel agony and deep sorrow. She says she will not change and she will get her revenge on Bully Ray and that Carter's never forget. Yeah. And what the hell was this sequence? I don't know. It seemed very uh, Susie whenever she was saying Carter's never forget. Like the elephants? The elephants never forget? I don't know. No, that's Horton Hears a Who. Is that Horton Hears a Who? That's Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. Well, the Who's are small. The Who's are, oh. I mean, like if Dixie Carter discovers tiny people on her and hears them. And realizes that a person is a person, no matter how small. Yeah, that would be, 
That would be a suitable? Dixie. Dixie hears a who. Dixie hears a who. I yeah. don't know, man. Uh, here's the thing. She's at home. Blah blah blah. Went to the ER the next day. They're selling the two broken ribs and or the two broken. Is, I mean, it's a good looking montage. It just doesn't does. There's a difference between things looking good and things making sense in the context of the story you're trying to tell. Well, but here here's the thing. The only important thing that I feel like she said the entire time, two important things that she said the entire time. One, I'm going to uh, concentrate on, I'm going to focus on business outside the ring. One. Okay. That's important. Two, um, the doctors. Well, she, she better. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that better be a shoot. The doctors told me that the, what the, the doctors told her that the, Injuries that she were the uh, equivalent of a car wreck were the equivalent of a car wreck. Those are the two things that I think those are the only two things that you need to listen to out of the whole thing. Well, of course, she's Dixie. She's going to say she's going to come back. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Who cares? But Bully Ray hits like a free or power bombs at the same, uh, I don't know, velocity as a car wreck. Basically, uh, and you know what's funny about that is if she finds the ring to be too hard, she has no one but herself to blame with changing it back over to the six sides. That's right, yeah. because that was the whole Austin Aries complaint about the six sided yeah, ring. Is that more, it's a harder surface to bump on. Yeah, there's so if it actually cost her any there. pain, yeah, no. just food I, I for it. thought. I, I don't know. I don't know if that ended up actually. I don't know how much of this is true or not. I'm assuming most of it is exaggeration. I mean, it's wrestling. Who yeah, it's knows? wrestling. The uh, uh, I also liked her little surge thing at the end. Yes, she, she calls, calls the surge. Surge, flush my fluff my pillow. Yes, awesome. she, no, that's you're thinking of Spud. You gave you gave her a British accent. I know, I know. I did okay, that. okay. I'm just saying yeah, that was you went fluff, into fluff my pillow. Yeah, fluff, you went into. I don't, that I was, don't. That was my woman voice. Oh, it, fluff my pillow. It wasn't. She's still I didn't British. Need to go English she, there. she sounds kind of gross, and so, she's still British. Eh, well. But that's that's a whole different thing. Let's talk about the last knockout standing match. Hey, I want to give Taz and Mike Tanay big credit tonight. They found a way to not be horn dogs through an entire women's match. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Right? That was that was really nuts. I think they only said one or two horn doggy things the entire match, and there were a couple points where I was like, "Uh oh, the door's open. The door's open." Yeah, and and they didn't go through, and it was I just hey, congrats, guys. And, yeah. You know, as grown adults, it's really it's impressive that you can talk about two women working their ass off in this match and not be horn dogs during it. And they did work their ass off in this match. I actually, oh my goodness, this angle, they? this angle is stale. I find this angle stale, but I find the work to be good, good enough to the point where if I had to watch another Angelina and Gail Kim match. I would be neutral trending positive just because of the fact that the in-ring work is good. It's just the the angle has no juice at all. We've seen everything at this point. We've seen Angelina win. We've seen Gail win. Velvet has not broken off from Angelina and doesn't seem to be angry with Angelina at all, even though last week they were both costing each other the title. Yeah, I I, I don't know. That's not revisited. And, in fact... It's actually the opposite. Velvet's helpful. Velvet Sky is Velvet's extremely helpful. Yeah, she's completely loyal. Yeah, true friend, Velvet Sky, laying it down, and Angle's not doing anything about it. No, well, it down. Kurt could not make it to this show. Apparently, I try to keep a counter on. Uh, yeah, four, 
Five. Five. Five velvet interferences. I keep a counter on those. Yeah, they, there were a lot of them. Five major ones, though. It wasn't wow. just little, oh, I grabbed somebody's foot or something like that. No, she's no, like in I, the ring. She was helping with up. the chair. She was throwing Gil Kim in the ring. Yeah. She set up a chair. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was, she was going to hit like the in your face at one point. Yeah. I, I don't understand how... I, I understand that Angle's like, oh... She shouldn't have this match, but Gail Kim asked for it. Okay, Gail Kim asked for it, but why'd you put the, the why is there this stipulation on it? Why would you allow just a beat up match? And if you're gonna do that, why wouldn't you come out? Or break, well, the, have well, here's somebody the only way there. I can see this making sense at this point. Is, Special ref? No, I don't no, know. no, no, no. So next week we have Angelina upset with Velvet Sky because she felt like Velvet Sky cost her the match because of that last spot there where Gail Kim pushes Velvet Sky into the turnbuckle. It hits Angelina. It costs... This is Angelina logic. Yeah. It, costs, no, no, it no. costs Angelina the match. But Velvet Sky turns around and goes, are you kidding me? I was doing nothing but helping you left, right, and center throughout the entire match, setting her up as the face for a split up of the beautiful people. Which I would love to see because I saw some old Velvet Sky stuff that was actually entertaining whenever she moves around and runs around and like is energetic and doing things. I guess I would have to see that again. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, well, I'm not saying that she's amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll see, but um, I I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at the spoilers or the look aheads in a while. I don't. Yeah, think, I don't. I don't think that happens. I but, forget them as soon as I read them. Yeah. on purpose. But it's kind of. I don't know. I find it's just better to take this one week at a time and treat it. Yeah. Treat it as it is. Once again, they get the better than divas. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they sure the do because, because the, they are the Botox injection. That kick, nice. Right, that's great. Right to the chair to Gail nice. Kim looks real good. And then the spot later where Gail Kim hits kind of like a Northern Lights type top drop. rope suplex back body drop thing onto a chair. Yeah, that Angelina sells for the pin. Angel, that good, yeah. good, or not the pin, uh, the 10 count. Yeah, 10 count, yeah, because yeah. it's a last knockout. Stand. Hey, if your back went on a chair, you probably shouldn't be standing up anytime soon. Yeah, and it was one of those where Velvet Sky couldn't do couldn't do much more about it. Couldn't. Uh, Why not? What what happens to Velvet? Well, oh, she got bumped. She's, she's standing outside. Yeah, she got bumped outside. At that point, she she, can't pick the knockout up. is already knocked out. So like, yeah, well, I mean, why can't she come in and pick up Angelina? Can you just pick her up though? I would what that is stop, to stop her? Why would that not? Why would that be cheating? Could she go weekend at Bernie's with it? Yeah, she just picks up Angelina and, <laughs> and fights with her. Yeah, <laughs> throws her lifeless body at Gail Kim. That would be awesome. Yeah. I could go for that. Angelina I, is the weapon. I, this is the problem. This is also why you need to get rid of Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky did not need to be ringside at this match unless it's for sort of the storyline I detailed earlier. She really didn't because Angelina did a good job of carrying the match on oh, her own. Oh, yeah. This is a good match. Uh, I'm they, not normally I, high on Angelina uh, love. She works You're as not a heel. I, she's, I, I, I don't... I'm very, like... She's like two and a half out of five stars. She's like a real middle-of-the-road wrestler for me. I've read where they have... Uh, the beautiful people have matches against each other and tag team in indie things um, outside of TNA still to this day. And I'm wondering like in the matches against each other, is it, I'm, I'm guessing it's Angelina, Velvet's the face and yeah. Angelina's the, Angelina's heel. the yeah. heel every time. Yeah. I, I wonder if velvet could even pull off the heel against Angelina. Not Cause, really cause against not a lot of people. Really. She could, 
but not against Angelina because Angelina just looks. I mean, you look at her and you're like Cruella Deville. You know what I mean? It just kind of. Oh. Uh, I guess somebody you could be thought of as hot. All right, whatever. what comes after this? Is, are there are there any more backstage pregnant or segments before we get to? Uh, we do get the announcement that Christy Hemi is pregnant. Yeah, Christy Hemi pregnancy. Um, we get. Oh, MVP comes out. Yeah, and they have a the heavily MVP. scrubbed, heavily, heavily, heavily scrubbed. Exactly. Yeah. Audio for this MVP promo. Yeah. Uh, where he's just basically saying that he was supposed to get a shot at, at Slammiversary. Right. I'm just reminding y'all it was me, but my boy went and got it for me, so it's all good. And we're not scared of we're anybody. Teasing tension. Teasing tension, though, with Lashley. It's subtle <laughs> It's subtle tension teasing. Yeah. Because it, MVP made the speech kind of about himself. Yeah. Lashley, not really sure how to react to any of this stuff. I don't think anyone really kind of explained to him what we're going for. This was a promo built around nuance and this crowd was not really, if anything, kind of on board with the fact that they had just seen Lashley kick. It's hard to tell because they scrubbed the audio so much. I know at one point they were saying something and doing the clap, 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 clap chant. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know what, what they were saying before they did the clap, 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 clap. Yeah. I couldn't make that out. Yeah. But you could see them mouthing it. There was one guy. It seemed like they turned on him a little bit more. I think they were with, Lashley until he started going after Aries until he went after Aries yeah Yeah. and it seemed like at that moment that's when the clap 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 started that's also when you saw the double bird yes (laughs) double bird that you birds in stereo baby yeah but that was a good promo I thought MVP really knocked it out of the park on this one Kenny King is a guy who's Kenny King is the Eric Rowan of this group at this point, yeah. If it falls apart, you're gone. <laughs> uh, you know what? And he's good. I actually like Kenny King a lot. Well, Derek Rowan's not bad. It's just yeah, the, I know. The, the, know. There is, they sort of exist. They they don't do they, but they definitely exist. Yeah. What happened after that? Um. At, basically, at this point, all we're gonna get is this is the six sides of steel, right? Right. There's not much they to break down out right six bef- sides of steel. They say right before it, um, climb the steel, make the deal. Uh, no, <laughs> it's first to escape, which was the first. That's I climb heard the steel, that. make the deal, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, whatever. Climb the steel, make the make deal. the deal. Um, it was the first I had heard about it, which was kind of annoying because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a steel cage match. Oh, it's just. An escape only steel cage match. Oh. So everyone, the psychology of this becomes really stupid and includes a spot where all three of the baby faces have submission holds on all three of the heels. There's a bunch of gimmick spots. There's like a corner off the shoulders suplex thing where like two guys team up to suplex a third guy. Or, no, one guy suplex or, or one guy. Uh, Get suplexed by the two other power guys. bombs two guys and then, out of the corner yeah and they do that at the same time with the other guy and they get a this is awesome chant out of yes that. yeah it's just like one of those they also have the clothesline a thon at one point where oh, they're and all they have in the, a corner the sequence where everyone's going for finishers and mike Tanay is too busy plugging shit to call like a key sequence wherein everyone is going for finishers. Fucking way to go, Mike Tanay. I, I also love the fact that they were doing their submissions whenever they had three submissions going at the same time. Two of them were trying to tap out. Yes. In an escape match. Yep. Point like, like storms over there trying to tap. What do you, it's not going to work. You can't tap. It out. just makes the storm character seem ridiculous. Yeah. But you know. Um. Yeah. I don't know. 
this match existed. Yeah, it reminded me of. Uh, it. I, I kept writing down and thinking of the. I called it the ant farm match, because you have like these weird. They're on top of the ropes, but there's still a bunch of cage there. So you can kind. Of, it's like looking through the glass at these guys, kind of trying to climb up and pulling on each other. I guess it, what it reminds me more of is like Super Mario Brothers, like for Super Nintendo, that first castle where you had to climb the fence and you can punch through the fence and uh, spin and around. It spins around. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's I, either way. A, it was this weird sort. The, I, the I psychology becomes a, really stupid because no one's trying to get pins. So like, what should be happening is you should have heels trying to escape, and then. You know, faces trying to get pins and that sort of thing. And then even if you want to do this finish, this finish where it's not clear who touched the ground first, they did the two friends. And well, yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I'm honestly, I don't really see a reason why either Eric Young or Bobby Roode need to be having a match with one another. And they certainly, neither one needs to turn heel at this point. Like, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to have Bobby Roode go up against Bobby Lashley, it makes no sense for Bobby Roode to become the heel. And even if MP is going to become the champ, it makes no sense for Bobby Roode to become a heel. And I don't really want to see an Eric Young heel run. So yeah, this match next week, in which they've already had a match, and, and Bobby Roode has won, and presumably Bobby Roode will have to win again, why does Bobby Roode keep getting these wins over Eric Young? I just I don't get it. Well, uh, and it makes pushing Bobby Roode. Well, I get that, but like, why I, does it have to be EY? Why we keep running over EY? This is a guy you just built up to main event status, and you kind of you've turned him into this perpetual. Also, ran. I mean, I don't know. He's got his own thing now and own show. Maybe I don't know. You know, I okay. I, no, I'm just saying. I thought it was weird. Any other thoughts on this show here before we go for the wrap? Well, here. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, honestly, no. Finishing no, strong gonna, here tonight. Yeah, I know. I was going to say something about the, that match. It's it's just kind of. What's to say? Like, it's just kind of there. Like, I, especially with that finish. Like, I, I had assumed that Bobby Roode was going to win. So, when I saw that Eric Young ties Bobby Roode and we have to watch the video replay where you can't see either guy touching the floor that that yeah. was the real problem is that like they they bring us back to a video replay and they just show the two clips of both sides but the camera angles doesn't show the other one so when eric young is hitting the ground we only see eric young hitting the ground we don't see bobby root at all and did it with bobby root we see bobby root hit the ground with no eric young in the in the well, shot for, for that matter the coverage of it was horrible or the edit of it was horrible because you get halfway through the introductions you get a commercial break about four oh God, four yeah. five four minutes in you get another commercial break now this commercial break comes right after they've had the clothesline a thon and nobody's even tried to climb at all and then once one person tries to climb everybody goes up all at the same time yeah, why wouldn't magnus be trying to get out or james storm trying to get out i don't know but all of them go up at the exact same time and then whenever they're coming um as soon as they all get up to the top rope they go to commercial again you come back aries is already over the side getting pulled back in storm is all the way over the side getting pulled back this in. match felt like to your point the mat the edits made this match feel unimportant yeah and this match just had like no anything to it well it, it seems silly like 
This is where TNA sort of, they just overbooked stuff. All that needed to happen here was a quality 15-minute main event between Bobby Roode and Austin Aries for the number one contendership. because that was the chant as soon as you started. That's what they want to see. People want to see Bobby Roode and Austin Aries have them do it as both faces and just have it be a good and competitive match. Yeah. That's all this. That's all that needed to happen. Yeah. You know, the winner, if, if Austin Aries can win, he gets another shot at this. You can have him say, you know, like, I'm going to try to get my X Division belt back, or I'm going to get my X Division belt back, but right now I've got a chance to be the number one contender, and I get to go up against Bobby Roode. Right. Which is something we, we talked about. We were talking about it not being a fluke the other week. Yeah. And this week you have Bobby Roode beat Austin Aries, and you could have Aries go and say to Bobby Roode, hey, you know what? Last week wasn't a fluke either. Boom. Mutual respect. You've cemented that. You've actually wrapped up that storyline. Right. And you had a much better main event, even if it was a cage match. You could have a cage match between Austin Aries and Bobby Roode. That would have been much hotter. Well, because than a this. two on or a one on one cage escape match makes sense. No, I don't even want an escape match. I even to... if it was an escape match, no, but though, no, you could have gotten man, away with faces it. Faces don't escape. Faces don't escape. They get pinfalls or submissions in the cage. Yeah. You have them have a cage match. Have it be a little. A if, if you really, if you really feel like it needs to be, I dude, honestly, I think that you could have given this crowd Austin Aries versus Bobby Roode, and they would have been totally happy. You yeah. don't need a stipulation at all. It, it, well, you, you don't need one, but you're going to get one. It's TNA. It's TNA. But you're, like you're, this, especially is, on hardcore this is where justice. they completely overbooked themselves. And yeah, it's hardcore justice, right? right? So there you go. Here's a question. Okay. Um, I got answers. How do you feel about us getting the exact same promo from last week? The exact same oh, James, James Storm. Storm promo from last week. Only change being that we now have the great Sonata next week. Premiering next week. Well, well you Coming know, to a theater near you. The weeks bleed into the days, which bleed into the nights for me. So seeing this promo a second time didn't affect me at all. <sighs> I, I, I just don't have a conception of time or any sort of <laughs> short-term. There's no long-term storage that goes on up here. It just doesn't happen. Memento happening y- y- here. Yeah, it's essentially memento. Uh, uh, yeah, it's well, the, limited intake is what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to, especially if you're going to make a big reveal next week with a new Hey, Sonata. speaking of big reveals, what was the big surprise that we were supposed to be getting this week from Taz, from and Taz? it was important, and he couldn't tell if Didn't it he say was something animal, vegetable, or mineral, and it was a really big deal. He can't tell us He was going to reveal it. it, but he couldn't tell us about it. It's huge. And it's huge. It's huge. And you know what's interesting? I just thought about this. If they had already cut commentary for this show, they recut it because this week they did have the, we're so happy to be in our Monday night time slot. They did redo. They they must have redone the audio or done the audio just this week. Or in our Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Into our new one. No Wednesday. Our new Wednesday night. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. Time slot. So thrown off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. So I, I don't know. Uh, what, the, what was the that weird surprise? Thing is he did not give about, us a surprise. We talked about it last week. Like I mean, the way Taz made it, it was like there was going to be a fucking reveal of I, I don't know, the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers or uh, somebody showing up. Right, uh, right, Hollywood John Tatum, <laughs> the, the triumphant return of Hollywood John Tatum. Sting, Sting uh, is back. Yeah, back forever. Woo, <laughs> forever and ever. <laughs> Nothing like more Sting. I don't know. That's what TNA needs. It uh, so could have possibly been the tag team. I guess, but that tag team trilogy. He couldn't even thing tell us what it was going to be. Up. 
Yeah, he couldn't like the way Taz made it sound like it was like there was going to be a big name acquisition. I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I can't tell you about it because it's so important. But if it's that important, it seems like it would have made an impact on Impact this week. Right. And here he is, Commissioner Diamond Dallas Page. I, like I'm trying to even think of like what like what le- the way he built it up. It would have to be the huge return of a former main eventer or the acquisition of a current main eventer. Right. I mean, the only things he could... The only two things that he could announce would be the Great Sonata. That's not news. Right. Or the Tag Team Trilogy, which is what I'm calling it, because I, I don't know what the else The Tag Team Series... You know what this is? You know what this is? This is their attempt at a Bound for Glory series. Yeah, this is this this yeah. is this is what they are going to call the Bound for Glory series. Well, that this year. and and because it's a round robin thing. Insofar yeah. as the, yeah, it's a round robin tournament. Yeah, between three D, um, Hardys and Wolves. First, and Angle said the first one first to two. To two. I don't is, like that. Now, now that now he said that, I'm like, then match order means everything, yeah, doesn't it? I don't like that. I, that's kind of a weird thing to say. But we'll see where that goes. Who yeah. knows? Um, I guess. Going from that, though. But the other thing that they're doing... <laughs> it's like whoever goes the second night wins, right? It's the first, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever goes first the second night has like a huge, huge advantage. Yeah. And that's like, it's over. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that they're doing, I think, that kind of replaces uh, BFG, which I still... They're going to do. It's just they're doing it, uh, you know, overseas, and it's probably not going to be the same Bound for Glory that we're used to. It's not going to well, be... Well, it's definitely not, because they haven't yeah, even had a round there, robin no, tournament exactly, this year. Yeah, exactly. they've got nothing. There's none of that. Um, but they, they're putting out the One Night Only mm-hmm. coming up on pay-per-view, um, world, the World Cup style, where they're drafting, and they're going to have almost sure. round robin stuff going on, and, it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. that ought to be cool. I, I don't know. Other than that, I, I mean, I guess that's the, the news of everything that's gone on in this entire episode. That's it. Uh, Bully Ray may be done with the company, but I, I, I kind of like, don't think so. I don't think that's we, Yeah. Like, it's just like with the TNA stuff, because apparently they've been extended through the end of the year. I want to get some finality before we actually kind of like break that down. I, I just, it seems stupid. Wrestling news is weird because it's hard to get kind of clear information on things. And I just don't want to, why report on, why report on, Things that are not completely confirmed as fact as of right now. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, man. I think that is going to do it for this week. Get all of your wrestling news, information, and reviews on all things wrestling over at VoicesOfWrestling.com. We want to thank the good people at VoicesOfWrestling.com, and especially Rich for his help with technical stuff this week. He remarried the episode of last week and the week prior's stipulation together. So if you want to play stipulation binge and listen to like three hours of this, you, you can. I don't, I mean, I guess it's almost like three hours and 45 minutes. It's a lot of wrestling podcasting to be listening to, but you know, it's honestly less painful than watching impact. Cause the zip episode was not a very good episode. Yeah. Horrible. This is not not a good episode. This is this wasn't so much a good episode as it was long. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have a good week, and until the next one, cheers, rock and roll, dope, and fucking in the streets. In a world of one million.
Wrestling Podcast, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.